Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's January 18th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey yo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, all by himself today, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team, joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the video and subscribe. Go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. Thanks for reminding me mm. of that No Dunks t-shirt task, that Nirvana-like t-shirt that you can get over at NoDunks.com. I reminded myself. Yeah. Went through the little <laughs> pile today. Oh, yeah. Forgot this one. I think it might be my favorite. It's a great one. No Dunks tee. So I'm going to I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can find it. Uh, and uh, hey, from breaking news to in-depth articles, get yourself the best sports, sports writing Luckily, I'm not a writer. Sports writer in the world. Uh, and these pods ad-free if you really want that, too. By grabbing a subscription to The Athletic, costs as little as $1.99 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunk so they know that we sent you. Coming up in a uh, couple weeks' time, No Dunks Live from Salt Lake City. Yes, that's right. We dropped this announcement yesterday. Friday, February 17th. 8 p.m. local time. <laughs> we love you, Salt Lake City! That's right. Oh, I can't wait to say that. Uh, we'll be at the Urban Lounge doing a live pod. Come hang with us uh, if you live in the area or if you're going to All-Star Weekend. Tickets, they're coming later today. Okay? I'm calling my shot. We thought they'd be ready by uh, by game time here, but they're, uh, that website's not quite working (laughs) still a broken url (laughs) not yet yet, but fingers crossed we'll have tickets uh for you to grab possibly later today hey even maybe by the time we're doing our second show today yes that's right it's a double header here in the classic factory at around 1 p.m eastern time you can join us live on youtube for another nba reddit podcast where we uh discuss some of our favorite nba reddit threads over the last couple weeks uh so yeah that'll be at 1 p.m eastern I think we got a great batch this week. I'm excited we to uh, debate some of these topics and questions that people were throwing out some of the users. Yeah, we kind of put the game talk aside. Yeah. We start talking about players we want to see win a ring this season. Uh, the team that we were happy didn't win an NBA title in yeah. NBA oh, history, yeah. a particular team, you know, like the 2011 Heat, obviously. Right, right. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. The Redditors, the users came through with some good threads. Yep. So that's later today around 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, join us live here on YouTube. We'll flip that into a podcast as soon as possible. And then tonight, what a busy day we have here. Uh, join us for another NBA watch party on playback. We're going to start with that uh, Mavericks-Hawks game 
a little Luca versus Trey Young. Mm-hmm. If both those guys are playing, they better be. <laughs> uh, I assume one, they are. I assume they the are. The Hawks too. have won three in a row. The Mavs got to steady the ship. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going great there. Yeah, it gets started at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you can join us on Playback. It's free. You then log in with whatever subscription you have to uh, consume your NBA content, you know, International League Pass, Hulu, Xfinity, whatever, YouTube. Uh, and then we just kick it and watch the game. But we're going to bounce around, too. Yeah. You were a magician last time, Tass, with the remote. So I hope you can... Uh, I hope I can replicate it. as strong it. as you were last time yeah. when playback. Yeah. My problem is looking at the schedule, I think I'm going to be jumping a lot. And that, and that doesn't That's bode fine. well because the Cavs-Grizzlies is on at 8 p.m. Eastern. Starts Ooh, half an hour wow, later. Wow, That's wow. Nice That's one. tasty. But, but so. then again, you go in with a game plan and then who knows what no, happens, no, right? Yes. Right? You just oh, got to be ready. That's life. And then uh, <laughs> the Knicks are also playing. So I'm a Knicks man. Good. I want to see. I want to see that six-man rotation. Tibbs, go and have you on the on the big boys these days. That's crazy. He never does that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wild new, stuff. New coaching <laughs> style from Tibbs. Okay, so uh, tonight playback. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. So get yourself all signed up and ready for that, and come hang with us tonight at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Last night's games only four on. I think we can touch on all four of them, and uh, we'll start with Jokic leading the Nuggets past the Blazers for their 14th straight home win. They cannot lose in the Mile High City. Uh, and Jokic, once again, a monster. 36 points, 13 of 14 shooting. <laughs> he missed once. 12 boards, 10 assists. He did all this in 34 minutes. He's a plus 19 in a game that they win by nine. And, you know, they needed really all of it because you had Damian Lillard going for 30 in the first half and finishing with 44. But, uh... This guy, man, hmm. the MVP front runner once again. It's Are, nuts. Is this going to happen? I think it. <laughs> I, I'm, I think what's going to happen is the debate's going to be. Now, now, not like the Nuggets are like far ahead of the Grizzlies here, who are on a ten-game win streak of their own. But my gut says it's going to be Nuggets one seed, and then the Celtics, and and Tatum as their MVP front runner in the East as the one seed, and the debate will then maybe happen between the two, but. I think it is. If they're the number one seed, then I don't see how he does it. Guy's averaging basically a triple double here. The only argument against him is going to be that it would be the third time in a row. <laughs> he right. has the statistics to back it up. He's got the team success to back it up. Doesn't get hurt a lot, so will likely finish out the season. And, I mean, 36 points last night. His one make was a buzzer beater, heave, three pointer that he actually missed. He was yawning out there. It yep. felt like with mm-hmm. Jokic, the way he was playing, no real matchup for him inside. I mean, Nurkic always tries to ramp it up against the Nuggets uh, as they were, as he was basically replaced by Jokic there. They said, get out of here. We got a guy coming in who's going to be the awesomest possible version of you. And he just took it to the to the Trail Blazers. 36 points felt like basically an accident for Jokic. Yeah. He was just taking his time, and there's nothing that uh, Portland could do about it. I would just be astonished. If this was five months ago and you said that Jokic is going to win the three-peat, I would just be astonished that NBA voters would do it. That would be the most surprising part, that the NBA voters would do it. Obviously, it has to be a one-seed because it makes it far different than year number two uh, and year number one. But Jokic um, obviously earned it. He was yawning. He was chilling throughout this game. 
Although he did do a good job of helping to slow Dame down in the second half because Damian Lillard, as you said, a 30-point first half. <laughs> uh, the guy's gone 44, 40, 36, 50, 30, and 34 in his last six. He ended with 44 in this one. But Jokic was getting out there and doing some tagging and trying to get him off the three-point line in the second half, which they did. They did a good job of that. They forced him into two-point territory. And... Uh, same old story for, for the Blazers, struggling defensively. It, it looks like it's the same old team with guys who can't uh, guard on the perimeter. But um, it's a very, very difficult team to guard when <laughs> Jokic is up there at the high post and you kind of match him with Aaron Gordon at the high post who was making some beauty passes. Oh, yeah. And then reading about David Adelman, who subbed in for Michael Malone mm. as the Nuggets head coach in this one, and him talking about his dad, Rick Adelman, coaching the Sacramento Kings – in the heyday with Vladdy and Seaweb at the high post, and we run a lot of that same stuff is what he implied. I can't unsee that now, just thinking about mm-hmm. uh, Vladdy and Jokic up there. And uh, Adelman, you know, a lifer, been around the Blazers when he was a kid, so it was uh, it was good for him to, uh, to do it against the Blazers. He was a ball boy there and watched the Drexler era. And uh, DeAndre Jordan was waiting behind the door <laughs> as uh, – David Adelman came in post-game, and he got him with the bucket. The bucket of water. It looked like a mop bucket that he was holding. <laughs> uh, it sounds gross. I think the water was clean. It was pure ice, it looked like. Yeah. Oh, it, it, looked like, very, very it looked cold. like Jordan had all ice, and then everybody came in with their water bottles uh, uh, to soak them. Uh, okay. I maybe had a bad resolution. It looked like some sort of liquid to me. But, yeah, they were just slicing and dicing. And the worrisome part is for the Blazers. They can't stop anybody now, mm-hmm. but it is Jokic. But still, uh, <laughs> they've fallen back to earth uh, defensively. Yeah, that's true. Um, Michael Porter Jr., too. Four for six from deep, 9 to 13 overall. This is obviously great news for the Nuggets. I mean, I think in order for them to go to a finals, win a championship even, uh, with Jokic obviously as your MVP and Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray as your second guy there, you're going to need big, big Michael Porter moments and games in playoff series. And, uh, you know, this is a good sign where he goes for 23 points. And, you know, even even in chipping, chipping in four boards, I mean, he's not going to rack up a lot of assists, this guy, because he's a shooter, and that's his part. But uh, he's hit four threes to go with Murray's th- uh, three threes. That's awesome. Shooters around Jokic, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, and it's also nice when you're playing against guys that are six inches shorter than you. Yeah. Porter had so many jumpers yeah. where it's just like, oh, Dame Lillard is on me? That's an easy bucket right there. But I was most impressed with the defense that the Nuggets played in the second half. Took away three-pointers, forced a whole bunch of turnovers. Portland in the first half, 11 for 25 from three. Second half, two of 15. Turned the ball over four times in the first half. The Trailblazers did nine times in the second half. They scored 46 total points. The Nuggets played defense in the second half of games. The offense is always there. And they always win at home because they have those crooked rims and they've mastered them. They <laughs> have, yeah. They're definitely going to be wanting to hold on to that number one seat. Not only to get a Jokic another MVP or a possible MVP, but to uh, have that home court advantage with those crooked rims and the the, 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 the Mile High City uh, altitude there. <laughs> Why not, you know? Uh, they're 17-3 and three in their last 20 games, Denver is. And again, Memphis has won 10 straight and they can't get past them in the standings. They're just like holding them off because both these teams play uh, at an unbelievable level right now. Well, let's spin from Jokic, uh, back-to-back MVP guy, possibly going for his third in a row, to the guy that keeps coming up runner-up, and that's uh, Joel Embiid. He scored 41, 76ers dominate the Clippers, 120-110. to Any takeaways from this one besides the obvious, which was uh, Embiid is, you know, really just as much a monster as Jokic at times. They go about it in different ways, but my God, this he's on a heater right now, too. I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit worried about this game. Uh, because it was our pick'em game, I ended up taking the 76ers. 
they played in L.A. two nights ago. I was worried about the L.A. flu staying sure. overnight. Sure. James Harden, he caught it. Six points, nine assists. <laughs> yep, yep. He only took six shots last night, but it didn't matter because Embiid carried the team through three quarters for the most part. And then Tyrese Maxey was huge for Philadelphia to start the fourth quarter. He scored the first 11 points for Philly in the fourth. He hit three threes. He hit a couple of free throws. He's been coming off the bench the past couple of games, which I think is a little bit of a credit to Doc Rivers, though he did say it was Tyrese Maxey's idea to come off the bench, mm. though Maxi said it was Doc Rivers' idea. <laughs> so I don't know whose idea it was. Oh, they but... like each other then. That's good, I guess. <laughs> and it's working, and they're winning because it's a nice little combo. Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey, two fastest guys on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different look than it is when it's in Beaton Harden, just kind of pounding the ball. Nonetheless... Maxi was great, then the starters checked back in, they scored 11 straight points with Embiid and then Niang hitting a three there. But uh, Philadelphia, they've won 16 of their last 20. Yep. Top five offense during that stretch, top five defense this season, top five and three-point percentage for the season right now. They're looking like one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Of course, nobody buys it until it's playoff time. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think the Tyrese Maxi to the bench thing is smart, whoever came up with it, and it's uh, <laughs> productive because... Maxi wasn't being utilized enough in the first unit, even though he's a 20-point-per-game guy. The focus is obviously on James having the ball in his hand, Tobias to some degree, and, and all in beat. So it's like he doesn't have enough opportunity. And he's taken on this role and run with it. I know it's not a huge sample size, but he basically said to the bench, you know, quotes from everybody in this game, hey, we're, we're down. We need to get this thing going. We need to get this thing right in the fourth quarter. He absolutely did that because – the offense was on him, and that doesn't really happen w- with the first unit. And it, it, because it's just so heavily relied upon, the, the first unit is just so uh, – it's it's so Embiid. It's so hardened. It, there's just so much on those guys. Maxi can be himself, and those 13 fourth-quarter points, huge. And, uh, yeah, he's got something going on with, uh, with Shake Milton, but also with Montrez Harrell. They won the non-Embiid minutes. You wouldn't think that would happen with this Philadelphia 76ers team. And he makes Harrell a better player. And they're only a half game back of the Bucs for the second seed. And we know the Bucs are sort of um, a team that is in chill mode at at times. And, uh, yeah, they're coming for that second seed because uh, I think this – this, this whole configuration of the roster just makes Embiid uh, a little bit more bouncy uh, because he, he doesn't have to be relied on as much at all times. He looked great defensively, too. Uh, he, he was oh my blocking God. at the end of nuts. half. was crazy. Yeah, when he <laughs> wants to, wild. he goes and gets it. And he did not have the L.A. flu. He was asked uh, post-game, you know that you've never lost to a Clippers or Lakers team in this building? And he goes, oh, well, you – you could probably say the same about the Bulls and the Knicks. I got a good record against them, too. Phew, Just going after what? them. <laughs> it's, the Bulls have literally never beat Joel Embiid. Right. So. Yeah, he's right. He was on it. <laughs> he was on it. And I guess he's never lost to the Lakers in that building or the Clippers. Really? Surprising. That's a, a little surprising. I guess some games he doesn't play. Um, but, but when <laughs> yes. he plays, yeah. they've never lost. Isn't he? Uh, doesn't he do commercials for uh, Crypto.com? Or am I crazy? Isn't Embiid in some of those? And that's what the, uh, the building be. is yep. called. And, you know, maybe he gets a, he's more fired up there <laughs> trying to show off in front of his own sponsors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a monster. And what about the Clippers here? Uh, I feel like it's getting overlooked a little bit, uh, them struggling. They, they're like, they fell apart in the fourth quarter offensively. I think that's happened a couple times this season. They're 2-8 and eight over the last 10 here. They fall into 500. This is a game where 
the guys are playing, you know, so there's no excuse there. Kawhi playing 36 minutes, you know, Paul George playing uh, around 30 minutes, but they just look so average. Uh, and a big part of it is because, like, their offense just looks pretty brutal. And 18 thought? turnovers for the Clippers last night, and it really felt like they ran out of steam as the night came back. They had a good third quarter, mm-hmm. but that kind of took all of their energy to even get it close uh, going into the fourth. And then they kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. It's hard to build chemistry and continuity and flow on offense when you don't know who's going to be playing mm-hmm. every single night. So to me, turnovers are a huge problem for the Clippers in general. Starts to games have been a problem for the Clippers in general. And that all kind of filters through figuring out the day of what your team is going to look like when you go out there to play. It's impossible for Ty Lue to figure out a way to get things on the right path. This is a crazy offensive season for the entirety of the league, and the Clippers have two guys who are supposed to be superstars, and they have a terrible offense. Um, You just got to play. I mean, you have to play. Kawhi is looking like he's moving better. Paul George was obviously finally back last night, but... This team is not going to be a serious team until they're able to play 20 games together. Yeah. I mean, top yeah. 10 defensively, 8th uh, overall defensive rating, but 26th in the league. Like That's, that's like being down. 30th because look at the worst teams. Yeah. 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 And this is, you know, they're a tanking. team obviously considered, you know, potential uh, title contenders, or at least at the start of the season. A lot of people were picking the Clippers to get there or win this whole damn thing. But looks people, people were that. picking them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's still be- because the West seems uh, like it's wide open, but... They're always coming back. The The first half deficits are real every single time, and they're able to come back, but they can't close out games. Uh, I I do like the idea of a, a better point guard in there to get the shots in the proper spots, doing a little uh, more penetrating, because that's where they're lacking. They're lacking um, the flow on offense, because they don't move the ball enough. They rely on too many jump shooters, and... I do think, you think they Mike will Conley be looking. Help yeah, I, th- I think so. For Three, a player you know, of Mike Conley's caliber. Yeah, I think so. A players of Mike Conley's IQ ilk mm. uh, moving the thing around, but they also don't come to play in the first half, and that's a big problem. I mean, they they show that they have great stretches, but that's that's not enough. Moving on, Drew Holiday scored a season high thirty seven. Bucks beat the Raptors one thirty to one twenty two. I know you always like when the uh, the NBA YouTube page gives you an epic duel oh, I love an epic between duel. two players. Well, they put just duel. They didn't go epic duel, that's, but it was a good fair. duel between yeah. uh, the point I'm, guards. I'm, I'm happy about that, too. In Drew Holiday and epic Fred Van much, Vliet. Right? Drew, <laughs> 37 points, 16 to 26, six boards, seven assists. Van Vliet, 39 points, nine boards, seven assists. That's on the precipice of epic, yeah. but it's just a Good damn duel between <laughs> these two guards, and uh, you know you want to talk about a team running out of gas. I think that sort of happened here to the Toronto Raptors, who are playing. You know both both teams playing in a, in a back to back situation. No Giannis, by the way, no Middleton for the Bucks. So there's that part. <laughs> but the Raptors are you know played an overtime game in MSG. They have the travel. You know it was a later afternoon game. I get that, so it wasn't at night. But Nick Nurse just sticks with his eight man rotation. <laughs> really seven. Doesn't give his starters much of a break because he can't really afford to. He doesn't trust anybody on the bench. And uh, you had a lot of these guys, Barnes, Siakam, Trent, Van Vliet, playing massive minutes on that Monday against the Knicks when they pulled it out in overtime and then playing most of them, uh, flirting with that 40-minute mark, if not over, in this one. And I thought they did fade a little bit in the second half, though I'm not really sure what he's supposed to do if he doesn't trust Coloco and Thad and, and so on, which he doesn't. 
Nick Nurse. He does not. Um, I don't know why. The starting the, the starting uh, backcourt for the, the Raps, who are amongst trade rumors and Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent, came out, shot the ball extremely well, and scored. Uh, but they were not slowing down the Bucks in that first quarter to give up 44 points to a team without Chris and Giannis. Uh, that's that's just not stopping the ball in the perimeter. Uh, so, yeah, whether or not they were tired or not, that's just unacceptable. And then they did it again to them in the thirty uh, in the third quarter with 38. Uh, the guys like Joe Ingles getting to the rim. I know he did a lot of his damage from three-point land, but... Joe Ingles should not be getting to the rim, scoring an and one, and talking smack to your best player. He should not be able to do that on a basketball floor. He shouldn't. As much as I love Joe Ingles, and he, as much as he talks crap, uh, they're not. There's not enough pride on on the defensive end with this team. Mm-hmm. And um, there's the record again. It's the same old song. Uh, it's, <laughs> it ain't right. Uh, it ain't right. This Raptors team should not be allowing so many points. And, and and their best player who was playing on the floor, obviously obviously Drew was great, but Brooke was killing him, and he gets tossed in the middle right. of the fourth it was quarter, like six and they minutes still can't to go. Win. Yeah, yeah, that's and, exactly right. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, <laughs> one of the weirder ejections you're going to see man. in the NBA it was like midway through the fourth, things are getting a little chippy. The Bucks are up by three. It's a very close game. There's a, an altercation between Gary Trent Jr. and Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, doing that thing where, like, the guy, they won't let go of each other. Yes. You know, and that happens. But So Brooke just decides, I'm going to walk your ass, like, basically baseline uh, as we're locked up here. And while we're doing it, Brooke <laughs> rips off <laughs> Gary Trent Jr.'s headband. And then that sort of gets us into the little dust-up OGs in there. We got Jamal McGlure in there. We got a lot of people (laughs) in there. Jamal McGlure. And in the end, after a very lengthy review, Lopez is tossed because he got two technical fouls. One for the removing of Trent's headband, the other for a push on OG. And uh, we also had text called on OG and Jamal McGlure. And and McGlure got it like... The assistant coaches, they're allowed to come in and break it up, but you're not supposed to, like, sort of push the other players. You're supposed to grab your own guy. Like, Stan Van said that on the broadcast. Like, generally, you're just supposed to put your hands on your own guys and pull them away, but he gave somebody a shove. Anyway, no foul shots because they equaled each other out there, but Brooke was tossed. <laughs> just as, and then he had some insane quotes after this game. That I don't even know where to start with when what he was talking about of why he did it, I guess. I guess my favorite part of the Brooke Lopez interview, I'm guessing he was crediting Eric Name when he's like, you know, I make mistakes, refs make mistakes, you make mistakes. Eric doesn't make as many mistakes as us. <laughs> but everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> I thought that's what he was saying, but yeah. I don't know. I guess that was kind of um, the referees and the NBA immediately and just kind of right away coming out and saying, hey, you can't take anybody else's headband off. Because <laughs> they had to give him a two-piece technical for specifically, they're like, hey, Bill, make sure you say it's for taking his headband off because he got it for that and he got it for the push. If you do one or the other, Brooke Lopez still plays the game. But I was kind of with you guys. I thought that would be maybe a turning point for the Raptors because yeah. Lopez was eating inside. Yeah. Once it goes down to everybody out there is in 6-9 zone, I thought it was going to be Raptors' advantage, but apparently not. Brooke Lopez, though, 15 years it took for him to get ejected from a game. That's pretty amazing. That was his first one. First career ejection. Because the Lopez bros snap at some point. Yeah, he he snapped last night. Oh, he snapped. Even even after the altercation, he was sort of going nuts on the sideline. Mm, He was saying something about the headband was, like, possessed. (laughs) Like, he was talking to him. (laughs) He was really not making a lot of sense. I don't know how much was it was a joke. I'm sure a lot of it because he's a character, but, yeah. Um, 
he had his arms hooked. Gary Trent was trying to keep him off the glass. Yeah, yeah. And so he had his arms hooked for a good six seconds. It was a while. Yeah, it was. It's like an eternity in the NBA. So him flicking a headband was totally fine by my <laughs> standards. Awesome. I was so Hold confused on. by the whole thing. So you guys are not okay with somebody slapping that ass. You think that warrants a flagrant, as well, we talked about yesterday. But uh, you're fine with somebody taking somebody's headband off? That's not a unsportsmanlike or, a, you know, at least uh, can instigate something like this? Larry who had his ass slapped, (laughs) did nothing of the sort, was not holding anybody else. He was not holding Kevin Love down. Gary, uh, (laughs) who who was doing the holding of Brooks' arms, he is at fault uh, to some degree. And that's why Bill Kennedy, the NBA referee, pulled out a notebook. Like he was a police officer (laughs) taking notes. (laughs) He was. That was so wild. I've never seen a notebook. And, And for Bill Kennedy, that's below him. Some people say he was showing off. I think I think the opposite. It's like a waiter who can memorize everything. Bill Kennedy should be able to memorize everything. It wasn't that much. It was three no. It was three people. <laughs> three people had uh, had some sort of uh, foul called against yeah, them. So. I know Brooke had two, so I was still confused. I heard the name McGlore on my yeah, team. Yeah, so like, huh? <laughs> he, he must be making a mistake. He must be reading a notepad because it hasn't been used in twenty years when Jamal McGlore played. Anyways, that was confusing. Uh, Bill loved it though. I, I thought I thought we just lost some of the Bill charisma with the notepad mm-hmm. reading. Ah, I still got that sweet ass voice. It's got a man. great voice. Yeah, it was a weird, weird incident. And again, I don't want to gloss over like Drew Holiday's play in this too. And the last two games, like he set the, his season high over the last two, I believe, with the 30, 35 uh, the game prior, and then thirty seven last night. And he is right now just has a. A, a great feel of like when we need to stop the bleeding or run or hit a big shot. Um, it's either getting to the rim, setting up guys, getting into the paint, touching paint, kicking out, or uh, or stepping into into a three with confidence. He is he is he's making a very very late push for like an like an all star nod. I don't know if he's gonna like get across the line there because of how talented this league is right now. But yeah. He's good timing on his part. Giannis went out and Drew Holiday has completely stepped up. Like you're saying, back-to-back season highs. In the four games that Giannis has been sitting with knee soreness, I believe. That's right. 27 points per game, 9.8 assists per game, almost five boards, 59-48-75. In the fourth quarter, 62% from the field. Drew Holiday has been awesome since Giannis went down. It's weird to see him as kind of a hot, high-volume player just because you don't really expect that from Drew Holiday. So there are a lot of ups and downs, I feel like, but it's all up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was having flashbacks to the end of the uh, the conference finals when they ended up winning the championship, and Giannis was down for that period and ended up coming back for game one of the finals, and they had the Drew Brooks show mm-hmm. when they when they did step up. Yes, so if anyone called it epic duel on YouTube, I was kind of okay with it. I listened to the Daily Ding. They talked about the, the dueling uh, of Fred and Drew. But the sneaking in of a guy like Grayson Allen, who had 25 in this game, just speaks to the lack of any sort of any sort of defense. I mean, any sort of resistance from the reps. Just to, just to tag. Get a tag in there from the strong side. Hit the guy coming in the lane. And there was, like, if Grayson is getting to the rim over and over and over again, he was so comfortable. And he has been better. There's no doubt. And he's getting more touches with Yanis out. But there's too many guys just, just strolling into the lane. So the Bucks are, they're treading water here without Yanis yeah. and Middleton. And Middleton should be coming back. Uh, but the Sixers could, Take home court advantage from them very, very soon. I think what happened between the Bucks and Raptors last night is before the game they got together, maybe the captains, maybe the coaches, and were like, a couple of weeks ago we were on national television 
We scored oh. like 25 total points in the first quarter, <laughs> and it was really disgusting. ugly. It was a bad game. Like, no defense tonight. Yeah, very little defense. Shoot the lights out. You know, give them a show. And they agreed to that because uh, it was like it was uh, day and night those two games between these teams, uh, basically two weeks apart. One yeah. on ESPN, one on TNT there last night. I'm glad you mentioned Grayson Allen, though, because I think that that is the worst feeling in the NBA. <laughs> 100% Watching Trey. Grayson Allen carve your team up. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing worse. No. I mean, any other player, you're like, hats off to him. Yeah. That guy, you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Just want to walk away. <laughs> 14 points in the third quarter, and I was mad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Straight lines. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad you said that. I didn't have to. Because... He killed the Bulls in games three and four in the playoffs last year. Still salty about it. <laughs> Grayson Allen. Is he going gray on the sides? Or is it just a short haircut? Does he got a Tass Mellis, Cal Ripken, Trey Kirby look? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is it just a tight fade? I think he's gray, son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's great. <laughs> it's I've, hard to tell. I've never looked at his hair because I only look at his stupid face. <laughs> I just want to punch every time. But, yeah, he's, he's, he killed them there last night. Uh, final game, Keldon Johnson hit a career high, 36. Caught me by surprise. Like, what? That's his career high? Really? Okay. 36. He'll break it, I'm sure, in the next couple weeks here. But uh, Spurs top the Nets, uh, who are on a bit of a slide with no KD, of course. And then no Kyrie last night uh, sitting this one out, and the Spurs snapped their five-game skid. There was also a dust-up in this one, Tass, between the Rook, Sohan, and uh, one of the Morse twins <laughs> getting into it and hitting the ground. It was a nice takedown there from Sohan. Uh, even Morris had to say respect. <laughs> yeah, he actually did like a wrestling move on me, yeah. said Markeith Morris. I said, that's impressive. I told him. It was impressive because he used a lot of force, and he kind of flipped me. He got me. <laughs> That's awesome, man. If you impress Markeith Morris with your in-game fighting, you've done something in the yeah, NBA. Yeah. So Jeremy Sohan, a fighter to watch for the future. Yeah, yeah he's a tough dude. Uh, as a rook coming in, battling an oldie like that, must be 10 years his elder, no problem. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the Nets obviously don't have enough offense. It was hard uh, determining who was the net, who, which team was the Nets and which team was the Spurs in this game because they're both wearing black and white on a, on a, on the Spurs home floor. Get a little color. Well, <laughs> just change it up for me a little bit. But um, the worrisome part, yeah, for the Nets in this game with no Kyrie calf injury, who's going to score? TJ Warren tried to help off the bench. Uh, I thought I thought we'd see maybe a Cam Thomas in the starting lineup to light it up. And I know we talk about Ben Simmons. And the things he can't do more so than the things he can do, but he definitely could have been scoring a little bit more in this game. But that's not his thing. Um, he, you know, he does a lot of other. He does a lot of other things. He was distributing, uh, and I, I guess one other thing about the the Nets just watching this game because we always talk about Kevin Durant and Kyrie and Ben Simmons, uh, even T.J. Warren to some degree. <laughs> we don't talk about Nick Claxton mm-hmm. and what he is doing defensively. He. He's a scary dude to go up against near the rim. He's having a, a, a great year, uh, a breakout year here in year four. He had four blocks in this one. You don't want to go near that dude. Uh, but will he get into foul trouble in the playoffs? That's the biggest worry. He fouled out of this game in only 28 minutes. That's the worry for the Brooklyn Nets as they get to the trade deadline. I-M-O. And I say the trade deadline. Guys who are in trade rumors, Josh Richardson, Huge block for oh, the that Spurs. Was that was awesome. It was John Morant like on yeah. that one. Double the handed. Double hand. He got yeah. high. <laughs> he got way high on a fast break. And Yaka Pertle, uh, who is hot, hot, hot in rumors. <laughs> Everybody wants him. Everybody wants him. I saw well, him. They art. apparently want two first round picks for him. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Get you a Drew Eubanks for free. <laughs> Drew Eubanks is just as good as Jakob Pertl. Wow, I saw you tweet that. That's a and nice You know it's take. true. Oh, you know it's true. Oh, I'm no. not sure go that far. No. I think when you uh, you put on the, the – well, the way you worded the tweet, correct me if I'm wrong, is like forget giving up first-round picks for Jakob Pertl when you could get a Eubanks for – you in theory much 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 cheaper. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the and then a five percent drop off maybe right. from Pirtle to Eubanks. Mm. I'll take it. Eubanks huge block on Vladko Chanchar last <laughs> night. That was, that was that pretty dunk cool. was not going in <laughs> even if uh, <laughs> if he wasn't there. If Eubanks wasn't there, no chance for Chanch on that one. Why didn't Kyrie Irving play last night? I don't know. And this late is late scratch. He didn't play because he didn't want to because they were playing the Spurs. Two days off since their game that they last played. Two days off the next game. Kyrie should have played. It's, they're saying, night. I believe it was a sore right calf was the, the reason why, if you if you believe it. I know this is like, look, when when Katie went down with this injury, we sat here and said, ah, it's different than last year. They got a deeper team. They'll be fine. We were looking at the schedule with trade deadline, and all, or excuse me, All-Star Weekend around the corner. But they've lost three straight now. They lost at home to Boston. Okay, a very good team. They lost at home to OKC. Okay, they're, they're playing sort of lights out right now, but probably a win you should have. And then they lose on the road to the Spurs. And they're still on a road trip here. And I don't know if you saw the board going around on Twitter last night. Somebody screen grabbed it. But, Mm -hmm. like, the potential of deja vu to last year, the Nets were second in the East, 27-15 and record. Early 2022, I'm talking about. Now, early 2023, Nets were second in the East, 27-13 and record. Last year, KD goes down, left MCL. They win that game that he goes out. This year, KD goes out, right MCL. They win that game, then he goes out. And now, last year, 21 games that he missed, and their season completely spiraled out of control. They went 5-16, and 16, and then we're playing catch-up from there on out. And now 0-3 here, Tass. I know it's it's not a 21-game sample yet, but these are that's a bad loss. Very bad loss, and, and a bit perplexing that Kyrie wasn't playing in it. I'm with you on that. The, another reason we thought it would be different is because it felt like it was going to be a shorter injury with Kevin Durant. Like, it wouldn't be as long a window... Uh, but what's happening in the NBA is there isn't just this estimation for when he'll come back. Now it's uh, we'll reevaluate in right. two weeks' time. Right. Everybody's doing it so hot right now. It's happening with Anthony Davis. I don't like it. I don't like it uh, because it's it's just you can't determine when somebody's coming back. But uh, Kyrie was supposed to be the guy who you know, carried this team during this stretch, and yeah, the calf injury was reported. Pretty late, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what how how intense the injury is. It doesn't feel like much of an injury at all because Jacques Vaughn was interviewed just reading now uh, pregame, and he basically said well, he reported a little tightness. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, the reporter, mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully he'll be back. But I, I didn't have high expectations that they would have a great record with Kyrie as a number one. I don't think that's proven to be true throughout his NBA career. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Uh, but uh, I thought they'd go a little more offense because. They're lacking that with those two dudes. They rely so much on those two dudes, as I mentioned, Nick and Ben beside them. They're not They're not going to score. So I want a cam. Show me a cam. I think that can be a guy can be a, a – he can be a scorer. I mean, he's going to shoot. He had 15 last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he should probably start because, I mean, the Nets will not win any games if Ben Simmons is their lead ball handler. I don't think seven turnovers last night. He did finish with a triple-double, mm-hmm. but it's because he passes it every single time rather than looking at the hoop. He's made one, or I guess he made two free throws last night, which is pretty good. But uh, this team is going to really struggle if they don't have Kyrie Irving in the lineup. He should have played last night. I mean, 
maybe this is a calf injury that keeps him out a while, but I imagine he'll be back there next game. We will see. All right, those are uh, last night's four games. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, it's been so long since we've played a little fill in the blank. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, here in the Classic Factory, shout out to everybody again here, live in the stream team on YouTube. We love it. Hit the like button if you haven't. Subscribe if for some reason you haven't done that as well. Okay, it's been a long time since we played this. It's time for fill in the blank. It's been so long, I don't even remember this graphic. Tell me it's new. Please tell me that's new. JD, well, it's tell definitely me it's new. new. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. good, good. <laughs> I, I realized, like, this morning that we haven't done it in a while, so... Like, oh, we're going to need a, a graphic for that, so... It's a bit of a scramble. Have we... Uh, that was have, nice. Have we even ever done fill-in-the-blank as no dunks? I think we did it once, mm. but audio only. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I could okay. be wrong. Uh, yeah, I just thought it would be fun to do here as I got some random sort of topics, uh, and so we can make some fun questions off of them by filling in the blank. First one, we had the Golden State Warriors visiting the White House on Tuesday to celebrate winning the 2022 NBA title uh, after they were playing in Washington there on Monday. So I thought I'd ask you, fill in the blank, best part of the Warriors' White House visit was blank the team photo i thought <laughs> okay uh president biden <laughs> oh, got on a knee took a knee yeah he took a knee everyone was standing everyone else was standing <laughs> i just thought it was funny he felt like he was six years old uh, you know for his uh t-ball team or something Somebody right had taken a knee um or like a football team it didn't seem right but i think he was just being funny then he got up popped up and did a little uh, defensive shuffle. He, he got in, got into the defensive stance, gave a little one-two. Uh, yeah, I play defense. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So I thought that was great. I thought that was the best part. Yeah, he may have forgotten Clay's name. Uh, that was Maybe. my favorite part. <laughs> uh, Curry, Draymond, Clay. He didn't, know, yeah. he didn't want to commit to saying yeah. Clay because he yes. forgot it. So he said, "This great team, great team. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> great team. Uh, okay, so the photo with yeah. uh, especially uh, President Biden taking a knee there. <laughs> what, what, what's your favorite part? Fill in the blank there. Uh, mine is Steph Curry announcing his candidacy for president. Wow. This guy seems very presidential right now. Part of the press briefing, he was announced alongside Joe Biden when they came in uh, for the ceremony. Yep. There are a curiously high number of solo shots at of Steph standing at a podium looking very, very presidential. Yep. Mm. Draymond Green even said, I think Steph could someday run for president of the United States. Smart. Put together. Doesn't really make mistakes. Why not? <laughs> I'm in. 
Yeah, it didn't appear like, they like were, his first campaign event. Yeah, it appeared like they were running mates when they were walking <laughs> yeah. together, and you see the photos and like, like I can't like this is going to turn into a meme, right? Especially of just Steph standing at the White House podium. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure there's already some funny tweets about it and all that. Like I don't know. I think I saw one him banning dunking. You know, <laughs> it's getting rid of that in the NBA. And like no questions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, put, look, looked apart, um, which he does. Maybe he'll go into politics. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, another 114 days he'll be old enough to be president of the United States. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. I always forget about yeah, that. Yeah, 35. 35? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, anyway, you can go check that out on uh, the NBA YouTube page. I think there's the whole 18-minute clip there. And, and it was cool that I think, um, yeah, it was Kerr and uh, Curry involved in, like, briefings and stuff like that. And then it was Kerr and Clay and, I believe, Moses Moody. Uh, they were sort of on a panel talking about gun violence in America and, and how the administration's uh, going about trying to um, – you know, advocate for gun control and stuff like that. So pretty neat stuff there. And uh, been a long time since the Warriors had been at the White House too, right? They went the first one, their mm-hmm. first win with Curry mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. company in 15 and then didn't go when uh, President Trump were there and now back with Biden there. All right, next one. These are like of the crystal ball variety. I want straight predictions from you guys. Fill in the blank. Biggest name to be traded this deadline will be OG Ananobi. Oh, sorry, I hate to do it. But okay, that's really. a that's a name. That's a big, you know, not all star buzz right name. now. There's an incredible amount of buzz. I feel like it's a lot of Raptors Pelicans centric buzz. Obviously, we had CJ McCollum talking about rumblings uh, for the Raptors, but also we've had reports. I think for Brian Windhorst basically saying. If you've got, or I think it was Shams actually saying, if you got the picks, you could make a run at Pascal Siakam right. or OG Ananobi. It feels like the Raptors could be sellers at the very least, and of teams that will could be sellers, OG is going to be coveted because he fits with so many teams. Everybody wants a wing defender who can make corner threes, and he's got a long enough contract that it doesn't feel like it's just for a rental. So, a lot of smoke around Toronto. It'll be surprising if Masai Ujiri actually trades a guy that he drafted. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like something's happening with the Raptors. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a smaller name on the Raps. Gary seems like the one to, to be going. If you're going to another level, I think it would be Fred. But uh, there is a lot of smoke around the Raps. It is a little difficult for them to just tank where they are in the standings. They're a little too high in the standings to get real bad, to get amongst the bottom feeders. So I wonder if it's going to be a team. The, t- the teams that are really selling, we're talking Hornets, Rockets, Pistons, Spurs. Mm-hmm. Of those four, there's going to be the, the biggest names dealt from those teams for sure. Uh, so I, I think the Hornets will be sellers. And this isn't a big name currently, but it could be for a month or two. Gordon Hayward could be good for a, for a team for a while. Well, now, I thought you were going to say P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington. I think Terry Rozier, even though his contract is longer, uh, would be a little bit more coveted. But P.J. Washington, more gettable. Yeah. Um, yeah. F- for sure. So there's there's lots of names. We just bandied about several Raptors, several Hornets, and uh, there, there's got to be Pistons on the docket. The Rockets are, are an interesting one. They've got so many young parts. Do you want to take on a bad contract? I just mentioned Gordon. Uh, do you want to take on a bad contract uh, like Gordon Hayward's and, and try and go for it and give up a pick? 
um, or, or something of value, or a young player like mm-hmm. the Rockets. You want to give up a young player to 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 take on somebody's salary, maybe get another pick. That's what they're thinking. That's that's the mentality. But I think those bottom feeders are are getting a little close to being locked in. The Hornets, Rockets, Spurs, and uh, Pistons to to being really bad, and mm-hmm. there's a bit more separation happening from them. So it's going to be tough, I think, for the Raps to just say, "Now we're going to suck." Uh, I mean, wow. they can be in the lottery. I mean, they suck now. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, they're not that far, and you can definitely lean into the tank, into the suck by obviously trading some of these players. But even after that, oh, his he's got a right calf. Yeah, that would injury. be the next I mean, next I, step. That would be the next. I know step. the players don't want to do that, but obviously franchises have done this time and time again, where guys who could play are shut down to help lose games that would be the next step but you're not you're not i don't think you're beating any of those four teams to the bottom maybe not like they're nine games up on the pistons and nine games up on the hornets it's the spurs are a little better uh but anyway they could be in that five six seven eight range it just doesn't feel like a messiah thing but uh they're gonna make some deal that's for sure okay so you say og you sort of went with gary trent jr raptors you believe uh doing something here as we get closer to the deadline. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. Real GM had a very, very funny headline today. It was off of a Jake Fisher report, who does great work, obviously, in rounding up sort of trade rumors and stuff like that. But it said on Real GM here today, <laughs> this was the headline, Raptors tell teams they'll do something at trade deadline. <laughs> so the Raps are doing something. <laughs> Lock it in. They're it's doing the, something. Uh, it's the meme of the, the tall, lanky guy just poking at something. Uh, <laughs> d- d- do something. I guess the raps are going to be doing something. We'll find out what that means. I, uh, too, had a funny uh, Real GM headline that I saved. Raptors would require multiple unprotected firsts to even consider trading <laughs> OG and Adobe. <laughs> right, you got to send them unprotected firsts for them to even pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, high on them or playing hardball, whatever it is. Okay, uh, let's hear with uh, all of your answers here in the stream team right now when you uh, fill in the blank or if you're a podcast listener, tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Next one, I know you guys have done this before, but I thought you might want to change your prediction because I think we did it in the preseason. Fill in the, bl- br- uh, fill in the blank. LeBron will pass Kareem's scoring record versus who and when, really? TK? You're on record that it's happening in MSG against it's the tough. Knicks. It's tough. It's tough. But are now. you changing it? Okay. LeBron needs to average 40 points per game and play every single game to get to to do it against the Knicks. Ooh, far fetched, but not impossible. <laughs> no. If he averages 28 points per game over his next few, he would break it against OKC. Just 26, a measly 26 points per game. That's a half for players these days. Yeah. He would do it against Milwaukee, the first team that the all-time leading scorer in NBA history played for. Back when he was Lou Alcindor. Eventually became a Laker, just like LeBron. So, mark me down for the Milwaukee game. Okay. That little two... It's uh, at home, right? It's yeah, in LA. there's two games home. Yeah. OKC and Milwaukee. And that would be February 9th. So, like Tass has been saying, right before All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, you're doubling down on before All-Star Weekend. This What's... will not happen after? Oh, no. It can't. Uh, it's projected as a February 7th, that OKC game. If he was to stay on pace here. If he plays is the big part. If he part. plays Every is the big game. part, then yeah. the numbers will happen. There's no doubt. I'm going to go with February 15th. Stay stubborn against the New Orleans Pelicans the day before 
<laughs> everyone breaks for All-Star Weekend. Okay. So wow, that wow. will be the talk of the town. It's the 24-hour news cycle. We all forget everything that happens <laughs> two days prior, unless you screenshot your real GM headlines. Uh, but just uh, what I do. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, there, there's not a big window there for him to do it at home, which I think would be important. Uh, there's OKC in Milwaukee, then they go on uh, the road for a couple games, and then back for New Orleans prior to. Right, right. So because they're they got a five game road trip, come home for OKC Milwaukee, two games on the road, then that Pels one. I'm circling that one just because um, he could be off a couple games. It's it is LeBron. He may t- he may take. A well, that's games the thing. Off. Do you think True. he is going to line it up? So yeah. that it happens at home. I think so. You know, maybe not be, well, I guess it's possible it doesn't happen before the All-Star break, especially if he does miss time. Uh, I think that was my part of my preseason prediction. I said it will happen just after the All-Star break. But um, you think he would actually, you know, in a calculated move, it feels very LeBron-like now that I say it out loud, like, I want to do it this game <laughs> more than on the road or in, in this arena. So that's where I will uh, focus all my attention on making it happen. I think there's no doubt yep. this season, yeah. uh, as Trey has said, it's all about passing Kareem. So why not take it to another level? Now they're not. There's just not a lot of games for him to do it at, or, uh, do it in because the road. I guess he could do it on the road. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah possible. It it's possible. I'm making it seem like it's impossible because I think he's just he's, he's just galaxy brain. He ain't yeah, doing, he ain't that's doing what, that. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't think. All right, I think so. Trey is saying uh, that Milwaukee game. I'm now February saying 9th. that that's a TNT game as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, I guess I guess the big. February 9th Very game nice. and uh, is the February 15th game against the Pelicans ESPN game. I don't possibly? think so. Ooh, okay. they, I'm pretty sure that was it. Flexing. Is an ESPN game unless it gets flexed. <sighs> oh, it was. So oh, you're good. It is. Oh, I'm good. So you yeah. both are picking uh, nationally was... televised games. That's, that's a good. smart idea. <laughs> We're smart. Okay, let's hear from everybody on that one. I didn't Call know your I was shot. smart. But is yeah. anybody going after All Star break? That's what I want to know. Uh, and final one here when it comes to fill in the blank. We're getting close now. We, uh, In fact, will we find out the starters? Uh, I said on the 21st of February, so that is very, very soon. Like basically this weekend we find out the starters at least when it comes to the All-Stars. But I want to know who's going to be the most glaring All-Star snub. So fill in the blank. Who will it be, TK? I don't want to say it to you, Skeets. Mm. I think it's going to be De'Aaron Fox. Oh, really? <sighs> Only because I feel like it's going to be hard for Sacramento to get two All-Stars. And it feels like the buzz is building for DeMontis Sabonis to be the locked-in Sacramento Kings All-Star. You heard Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons talking on their podcast recently that Sabonis might be the third starter from the front court in the Western Conference. And it's also a lot harder to make it as a guard yeah, in the Western that's, Conference. That's the issue. Curry, Doncic, Ja Morant, locked-in. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lillard. Who knows what's going to happen Man. with Devin Booker. But Fox is in that second tier yep. of guards who, who might make it. And I feel like uh, people are leaning more towards Sabonis right now. I do think Fox will get into the game. But I would not be surprised if um, on the first announcement of the rosters, he's sure. not there. Yeah. A, an initial snub, maybe yeah. an injury replacement yep. uh, is, is a possibility. I, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you laid out the case there. It, uh, Sabonis is like basically... He's hovering around the MVP table. Yes. Like I think he may have taken a seat actually um, at that table. But you going with somebody else, or do you have Fox as who will be the most glaring All Star snub? I'm going up a tiny level in terms of the guards. I think Devin Booker will be snubbed. 
He had an All NBA season yeah. before he was yeah. injured. The injuries, uh, because he's not going to be playing when the assistant coaches are assigned the ballot from the head coaches. <laughs> they pass it down. Oh yeah, we're in the coaches' meeting. Oh, you you do it. Oh, Devin Booker's still not playing. I think Lillard gets in over him. Lillard has, has yeah. snuck yeah. up now since he's come back with incredible numbers, averaging twenty nine. So him, as Trey went through the the Curry Doncic Jaw SGA foursome. That's a lock. Would, I think would Lillard Fox get more. Love yeah. from the assistant coaches, then Booker because of injury. Yeah, I think the guard the guard problem it's it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go you go Sabonis, and then you've got five guards I just mentioned there with Lillard uh, joining SGA, Curry, Doncic, and Ja. So I, it'll be tough for Fox, but he, even Booker, I think, just he was leading a great team. They were great once upon a time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he went out and. He could have he could have been an All NBA player, but the 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 number of games is going to be real. And plus, at the time, I think when the, the ballots are signed off on, he won't be playing. He's only played twenty nine games at this point. I was looking at the rosters from last year, counting them all up. There was twenty seven total All Stars last year because of injuries and replacements. And then I'm looking at like who made it last year and like uh, the, their likelihood of making it this season. There's going to be like sixteen or seventeen guys, and I don't even think it's a reach. That are not going to make it this year that were on that roster last year. That's a lot. That's over 60% of these 27 All-Stars are uh, not going to be in there. And it's like, it gets into like, is Booker there? You know, is um, is like a Levine there? Probably not. Like DeRozan, I think, maybe gets in, maybe doesn't. I think it could be, and I hate to say it, I'm terrified uh, Siakam's not going to make the All-Star team hmm. because of the Raptors' crappy record, really. And there are so many you know, deserving players. There's a squeeze when you start really going through your Eastern Conference reserves after you, like, decide on, okay, Kyrie is a starter. KD is a starter right now. Maybe he gets in as an injury replacement, too. There's always a possibility. But it's like, hey, this guy's 25, 8, and 6. I mean, he is awesome. He's, like, he's played at an all-NBA level for a majority of the year. But their team stinks. And I just think, like, is, is a Randall going to get in over him? Is it, you know... um who like a Jimmy Butler or a Bam's probably is going to get in over him. So it's, I I don't know. You start running out of spots in a hurry, especially when it comes just to the front court players. So I'm a little terrified. People tried to walk it back on Twitter. Like, hey, don't worry, man. He's going to get in. Eric Kareem from the Athletic. He's like, he's going to get in. He's going to get in. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Pedigree. I don't think it's a lock though. There's a lot of good players. So okay, I'll go with um. I'll go with Jimmy Butler. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think Butler would make it ahead of Siakam for sure. Wow. Hmm. I see. I don't. Well, then, then I don't think Siakam's making it. If you think that, I mean, Jimmy Butler. I think ba- ba- Butler and Bam will make it. Butler's the guy that teams are worried about when you play the Heat. Do you think Randall makes it over Siakam? Uh, I think Randall would make it ahead of Siakam. I'm not totally locked in on Randall making. It. I think it could be Brunson instead of yeah, Randall. Yeah. I don't think that team gets two All Stars, but I would have Randall ahead of Siakam as well. Hmm. Well, it's gonna be tough. I'm all worried again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's hear it'll from you guys. It'll be between DeRozan and Siakam. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That'll, that'll be one of the debates for yeah. sure. Especially because of their, the two teams' records, not mm-hmm. helping them uh, by any means. Okay. Most glaring all-star snub. Look into that crystal ball and tell us who is going to be from either of the conferences. We're going to take our final break when we come back. Pick them results and tweet of the night. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Trey Kirby is on fire. Nine and two when it comes to our pick'em games in the new calendar year here. Nine and two. You had Philly last night. Tess and I had the Clippers. You don't want to be close to picking with me right now. I'm three and eight. You're five and six, so we're both under 500. Tonight's game. There's a lot on. Where are we going? ESPN doubleheader starts it off. We got a nine-game sked. Atlanta at Dallas to kick it off on ESPN. Dallas favored by minus three and a half, so let's see what Trey picked. He's got the Mavs to take care of business. Let's at see how home. invincible he is. Four. Got to win by four or more. I like how uh, Jason Kidd is talking about the defense. He's, he's getting into the metrics. He's saying we can't stop anybody essentially without Dorian Finney Smith and Josh Green. And uh, it's real. So that's why I think the, the Hawks can keep it close. The Mavs aren't going to blow blow them out, I don't think. But who knows with this Hawks team? Nobody knows. Should be a good one. Luca versus Trey, baby. Join us on playback. This is, this is game is in Dallas, eh? Yep. Yeah. 7.30 Eastern. What time is it there? 5.30? 6.30. They're uh, only an hour behind. Yeah. Oh, I always think they're two hours behind. Uh, yeah, I only took Dallas because he took them. I actually purposely waited to see who Trey Kirby was going to take today. And I was like, I can tell you where. I'm backing this guy, man. You got to ride the hot hand. Yeah, come at me. All right. You don't want to finish last, so you got to pick. You got to no, pick up. I just don't. Want, you don't want to see a crap record, three and eight. I gotta. I gotta dig out a little bit. Try and get it closer to five hundred. All right. Good luck to uh, everybody. Mavericks got to win by four or more at home, and we'll be on playback, checking out that game at least for a little bit, as long as it's entertaining. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll start with it and uh, stick with it, and end with it if it's close. Hopefully, it's not a blowout. Okay, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night comes to us from Dragonfly Jones, and it is in reference to a very popular clip that made its way to the internet yesterday. A couple of third graders, Kaysen and Zion, celebrating their every single play out there. Dragonfly Jones tweets, I don't like the way this clip made me feel. A third grader hitting another third grader with the too small got some real Republican opinions formulating in my head. Crying. (laughs) You got every single celebration from these kids. I mean, honestly, third graders hitting high school three-pointers on a 10-foot That is a shot. It's crazy. I would be fine with my kids celebrating that, but... uh, That's a big dude. That guy got some rebounds. It is pretty funny to see a third grader tell another third grader they're too small. (laughs) I mean, in his case, he's not wrong. He's a big kid. That kid's a baller. Yeah. Uh, Third graders. It was a third graders. (laughs) He was scoring in the post. They were hitting pull-up threes. They were flexing. They were doing, like, multiple three-point celebrations 
on the same play, like three to the head, followed by an arrow, followed by slapping yourself on the leg. <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. I guess so. Is this kid? Uh, is this team running the state at the third grade level, or what? It looks like <laughs> great question. It looks like they've great got question. a lot of W's under their belt. Yeah. I don't know what kind of circuit, what kind of tourneys they're playing <laughs> in, but I think they're undefeated. You think so? Yeah. So they look like it. They play so like they it. walk the walk. And they've got an inside outside talk. game. That kid stroking the threes. <laughs> that other kid cannot. Uh, no one can rebound around that big kid. <laughs> so they're third graders. What does that mean? They're nine years old. Yeah, that's probably. I would guess that's like a ten and under league, probably. That's a weird to be putting up video clips of nine-year-old kids playing basketball <laughs> on the internet. But that's the world we live in right now. Uh, I find that part strange. And uh, there was a lot of discourse about this clip. Yes, sure. there is. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, and and, and what, what do you feel about, like, you're fine with it? You know, the, the kid's having fun. They're obviously having a blast. Can you cross a line when it sure. comes to uh, sure all r- of the taunting and stuff like that? There's a line. Yeah. I don't think it was crossed here. I mean, the, the hey, you're too small. Yeah, he knows. The, the other team knows. You don't have to do that every every time. <laughs> you know? No growth spurt yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as long, as long as it's in good fun and the other kids aren't bothered by it. I don't know. I it's it's kind of hard to tell with these these edited clips, oh, yeah, yeah. these curated clips. I thought it was a little strange. The one kid in the back trying to tell the other kid, hey, you got to be flexing. You should be flexing, man. Flex away. That's what it looked like he was saying. It's like you scored, but you, you forgot the taunt. You didn't do anything. You got a taunt. It almost doesn't count at this at our age. Yeah. And, and what, you obviously have uh, you know young girls getting into the game and stuff like that. I is this happening? Have you seen this happen uh, in any of your leagues? I haven't. I haven't seen a single celebration like this, except for everybody on both teams celebrates any time a basket is made. Yeah, just like we did it. Yeah, yeah, as you should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I love that. But uh, man, these kids better make it to the NBA. <laughs> I'm gonna remember these names <laughs> because right now, if you make a trade for the Lakers. You have a chance to draft one of those two children with wow. their 2029 20, pick, basically. Wow. That's how far away those picks are. Mm. Now, I, I couldn't help but think of that tiny kid who guarded Zion Williamson, who was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I couldn't help but think of the, the little kid here who's doing the flexing. He could have a future as guarding a, a monstrous player sure. that goes to the NBA, uh, <laughs> potentially. Right. So he could reenact that. Those two those two could reenact the, the Zion little kid oh once they're in the nba you think well no they could do it now i I think even though they're on the same team just switch a jersey they could pull it off because like one kid is way smaller than the other kid because he's too big for this league i don't know he might be playing himself into the 12 and under league (laughs) i don't know (laughs) all right there it is tweet of the night let's hear your thoughts on that clip that definitely went uh viral yesterday and a very funny tweet there from uh dragonfly jones who I don't know. He's racked up like four tweet of the nights. I feel like at this Good point, tweeter. is it? Yeah, it's in the it's top of the leaderboard when it comes to the best tweets, uh, at least according to No Dunks here. So good stuff there. All right, we're back in mere hours with a brand new podcast, NBA Reddit Pod, uh, discussing some of our favorite recent NBA threads uh, posted by the users over there. So that'll be fun. We'll be going live around 1 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you subscribe to No Dunks and get ready for that. We'll flip it into a podcast uh, ASAP. And then later tonight, a little playback watch party. We'll start with the Mavs-Hawks game and then we'll bounce around Tassie with the remote control and uh, come hang out with us. You can, we can bring you up on stage. A lot of Everybody just hanging out in the chat and we're just shooting the shit. And it is our 17th anniversary. 
today. Yeah. <laughs> I so, totally forgot. So JD, so happy JD said he's jumping on. I totally to forgot. Celebrate. Man. <laughs> yeah, to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta jump. Jay, you gotta jump on playback tonight. Huh? Crack a beer. And... Oh yeah, I'll crack a beer on a playback. Why? It's just such a late lift for me. I just. What do I do? Just raise my hand and say, "Hey, let me in." Yeah. Okay. Cool. As simple as that, man. Yeah. You'll awesome. be in a little bubble. I'll be watching a game. Great. Can't wait. Wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy it, anniversary to all. I, I, like, uh, I'm sorry. I completely with drew a blank. My dad uh, Tassie flipping around all the time. Like, well, it'll take me back to when I was a kid. Yeah. So I won't. He's not too. Is bad. your dad? Is your? Was your dad a? Uh, uh, constant flipper. Oh, constant. <laughs> like com- like he would flip commercial. away during a commercial, yeah. and then forget that we were watching him. Like that. Oh, that's no. that's not a good flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Knight Rider? We were watching Knight Rider, Dad. Flip <laughs> it back. Ooh. <laughs> chronic flipper, chronic forgetter. Not a good combination. <laughs> I remember a little too late. I'm a chronic flipper, but uh, I do remember. Might be a little too late. But I'll get back. Is your dad uh, hitting the uh, skip 15 uh, on our podcast to get by those uh, beautiful ad reads we do? Uh, I, I don't think... I. It's 17 years. I don't think my dad has listened to a single episode of this, ep- of wow. this show. Well, that hurts. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I uh, honestly don't know. What about uh, maybe a television? Maybe he flipped it on. Maybe he flipped maybe? it on and flipped away during the commercials. Maybe. Oh, he definitely flipped away. Well, you're saying your dad has never seen a piece of... Basketball or listened or consumed a piece of uh, the maybe, basketball Jones starters or no dunks. Cut. Maybe a clip here and there. Oh, on yeah. Facebook or something. Is he on? Yeah. He's probably not. Uh, yeah, he goes on Facebook. Oh, he's seen while. something, man. He's seen. Oh, he's seen it. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think. No. If if he does, hi, Dad. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <So>, Terry? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, join us uh, later today. Join us tonight. Whatever you want to join us. Uh, come uh, pop in at some point and celebrate 17 years of NBA podcasting. Podcasting so long, we're not even celebrating anniversaries anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had it in my notes and everything. and whoop, Podcasting so long, those third graders were born, grew up, got good enough at basketball to celebrate and make it on the show. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> and you can do it all again with some seven-year-olds. Wow. You put it that way. Uh, All right, guys, we will see you soon enough. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, it's our 17-year anniversary, so uh, like the video or something. Yes, a lot. I don't think we're asking too much there. (laughs) 17 years of podcasting. Just like the vid. Just like it. Brace today, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.